Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. We made it to the first week of the All Sports Fan Talk podcast. As always, my name is Juan Rodriguez, but people usually call me Junior. And I want to thank everybody out there for that. It's been tuning in this whole week that has been listening. It's been awesome and can't wait to create more episodes for you guys. So let's end this work week on a good note. But as always, the introductions, I've got a couple of uh, promotions I want to give out. So the first one is always Eposky Custom Cups. You can find them on Instagram and they ship nationwide. That is Eposky on Instagram. If you got a cool cup idea that you have in your brain, give them a look. Maybe they'll help you out, get a couple designs going. Create that cold cup that you want. The second one, Custom Lily Creations, T-shirt designers. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. I have a couple shirts from her. She does a wonderful job. She ships nationwide as well. And give her a look. She's a very talented lady. And then next one, Happy Hippie Massage on Instagram. If you're in the Rolling Heights area in California, Happy underscore Hippie Massage. You can find her on Instagram. Message her for her hours, rates, and everything she does. She is a massage therapist and a health educator. So if you want to get your mind right, get your body going, Happy Hippie Massage is the place to go. And we got a new one today, Prime Equity Mortgage. And you can find this group on Facebook under the Andrew Caseta Home Mortgage Groups. They operate wholesales. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for your situation and house uh, searching. They do everything from FHA, VA, conventional and hard money loans. And they also help clients refinance homes. If you're with this group, you can find them on Facebook, the Andrew Caseta Home Mortgage Groups. And if you want direct contact, you can email javalos at pemtg.com. Again, they are out of West Covina, California, the Andrew Caseta Horn Mortgage Groups. So welcome to Friday, everybody. We made it. We made it to Friday. It's always the best day of the week, in my opinion. But today's show, we're going to recap the World Series. We are also going to talk about the trades that's going down in the NFL before the trade deadline is up. And Antonio Brown is back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's back in the NFL so let's get to it. So today the Dodgers won game three. They now lead the series two to one after a score of six to two. And as I mentioned a couple times, it's going to be one of those series. It's going to go back and forth, back and forth. Um, I mentioned yesterday for the Rays, they had to control the batting for the Dodgers. That's how they're going to beat these guys. Because the pitching for the Dodgers is still good. It's just not as phenomenal as it once was. So now they got to control the bats for the Dodgers. Tampa Bay did not do that tonight. As Mookie Betts went for two for five, stole two bases. Uh, Seager went one for three. Turner, two for five. Muncie, two for four. It was just all over. And then Bueller pitched a wonderful game today. Six innings, one earned run, three hits, and ten strikeouts. Uh, you can't ask anything better for a starter than that. So for the Rays, it's, you know, go back, regroup. You know, it's only game three. They have time. But, you know, for Morin... He usually is a great postseason pitcher. It just it wasn't there tonight. In his other appearances, he only gives up, you know, three or less runs an inning or a game, a matchup that he's always in. Today he only pitched in four innings and he gave up five run runs, uh, kind of his worst uh, outing in this postseason so far. So it was not a good night for him. 
and the bats weren't really going anywhere for the Rays. They really didn't get a run up until the fifth, and that was uh, their first, and then they got their last one in the ninth. But by that, it was already too late. Six to two was the final score. I mentioned earlier it's going to be one of those back and forth, back and forth type of deal. So I expect Tampa Bay to really bounce back, game four, even this up, and kind of give us the series we've all kind of want. It's between two great teams. You know, the Dodgers were the first place uh, overall. They were the best team in baseball. And the Rays, they were the best team in the American League. So they're no slouch either. It's just today, you know, the Dodgers just took over. They just took over today. There was nothing crazy about it. Bueller pitched a wonderful game. And the bats were heavy from Mookie to Turner to Muncie, Bellinger, Peterson, Barnes, they were just all phenomenal today. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, they haven't given us the updates on who's going to pitch tomorrow, but I expect another good one. And I expect the race to come back swinging. They got to control those bats. That's the only way you're going to beat this Dodgers team. The pitching, it will get them through it. But if you control the bats, then you have a chance to end up winning this game. But it wasn't there for Tampa Bay tonight. So, you know, Dodger fans, don't get too excited. Remember, you guys won game one, eight to three, and you guys were ready to throw a parade. Hang, hang tough. It's going to be uh, one of those series back and forth. So don't uh, don't start celebrating right now, huh? And for the Rays, you know, Ray fans out there, you guys are doing fine. It's just tonight wasn't the night. Bueller pitched a great game, and you guys will bounce back. The Rays will bounce back from this. So here we go. Other than that, we'll see what happens in game four tomorrow. It's going to be an exciting one. Uh, same time, 5 p.m., and let's see what happens. Moving on to the NFL. A lot of NFL news today. This was kind of a busy day. So the NFL has finally kind of put its foot down on the Raiders. They said that they are going to play Sunday. Abram's going to be out. Trent Brown's going to be out. Um, but Tampa Bay kind of made a big news today. They signed Antonio Brown today, um, but he really can't play – until after week eight, because he's still serving that suspension that he got in the beginning of this year, suspended him eight games for misorderly conduct around the league. So he can't suit up until after week eight, but I expect him to start, you know, training. And that's why they did the signing today, just to get him going, get him familiar with the system. And he rekindles with uh, Tom Brady. You know, he only played with Tom Brady one game last year when the Raiders cut him after that whole fiasco of, you know, him getting cold feet, couldn't find a helmet, and then he ended up signing with the Patriots after the Raiders released him, played one game, and it was a great game for him. He did really good. It's just that's when he got his troubles again. Bill Belichick couldn't handle it, and so they cut him. But now he goes to Tampa Bay to a really good to a really good team who really has a chance to um, compete for the Super Bowl and then. They make it. They don't have to travel very far. The Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay this year, so it's going to be amazing to see uh, how that works out. But how I expect this to kind of go is it's still going to be a minute before Antonio Brown really does get situated into the system of Tampa Bay. You know, he's not going to be the main priority in uh, Tampa Bay where he signed in New England. Yeah, they had Edelman and they had a bunch of these other receivers they drafted Nikhil Harry but Antonio Brown stepped into that New England locker room and he was the number one right away that was the plan for the Raiders it didn't work out so now he goes to Tampa Bay and he has no pressure 
There's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Rob Gronkowski is still the tight end that he kind of looked like his old self last week. And then they got a great running game between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette as the one-two punch. The offensive line is starting to come together in Tampa Bay. So Antonio Brown really doesn't have a lot of pressure. All he really has got to do is just practice these next couple weeks, uh, get his body right, get his mind right for an NFL schedule, and and just know that, hey, he's going to have to be part of a team that everybody's going to have to share targets. You're not the main guy, and I'm pretty sure he's comfortable with that. At this point of his career where it looked like he was not going to sign, he was not going to come back to the NFL. There was rumors that he might sign with Seattle. There was uh, Tampa Bay was another team that was interested. There was a lot of teams interested in him. It's just it was all rumors at this point. But now Antonio Brown is back in the NFL. He signed with new uh, Tampa Bay. And we'll see how this goes. I expect him to come in right away and just go hot. Just really blow it off the the roof. I mean, that's kind of what they're missing. They were they had the speedster and Godwin on the outside. You know, now they can move him in the slot. Antonio Brown could play outside slot, and then they got Mike Evans as your position. Ronald Jones, a dual threat running back who can catch and run, and is it was evident against the Packers game this past Sunday. So Tampa Bay just got a whole lot better. And it's going to be interesting to see how this works out. Now Tom Brady's got more targets, and we'll see how this goes. Maybe this opens up a little bit more for Tampa Bay. Overall, I give this signing an A. I mean, Tampa Bay, if not for nothing, Tampa Bay was all in for the Super Bowl the second they signed Tom Brady. Now they got Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah, it's all it's Super Bowl or bust for these guys. It's That's the kind of season they're going for. Super Bowl or bust. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we'll see what happens uh, when Antonio Brown finally does uh, suit up. And we'll see how it goes. You know, they do have a game this week against the Raiders. Uh, The Raiders, as I mentioned earlier. Trent Brown's out. Jonathan Dabram's out because of the uh, whole COVID situation. Um, They're not going to postpone the game. The game will be played Sunday at 1 o'clock. So there will be no postponement there unless something major happens. But the Raiders expect the line to come back. They expect Colton Miller. They expect uh, Hudson and Gabe Jackson to come back. So uh, still, I still got Tampa Bay over Las Vegas in this one. I just think Tampa Bay is just a better team right now than Las Vegas. Even even if the offensive line were to start, and let's just say everybody were to play, Tampa Bay is just a way better team than the Raiders right now. The Raiders aren't the up and up. However, they're just still kind of one more draft. One more decent draft class away to kind of put it all together. And, yeah, for right now, I got Tampa Bay over Las Vegas. But on more on that, there's been a – the trade deadline's coming up here. It ends on November 3rd. And teams are taking advantage as of today. There was two major trades today that kind of shook the world a little bit, kind of shook the NFL world. So the first one was the New York Giants, after the loss last night, they decided to trade uh, linebacker Marcus Golden going back to Arizona where it all started for him. Arizona is going to send a six-round pick to the Giants and the um, Arizona Cardinals get the linebacker they need right now because Chandler Jones is out. Isaiah Simmons hasn't really been promising as his draft uh, status has shown. Um, he really hasn't proved anything yet. 
He's still learning. I think he's even back up right now I, from what I saw on Monday night. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just he's not picking it up or it's not translating to the NFL. So we'll see. But they get Marcus Golden. The Giants got a six-round pick. And look, this is probably the smartest thing Dave uh, gentleman or Gettleman can do because he's not going to be there next year. And this is really more – this is the smartest thing the Giants can do. Load up on draft picks. It's another rebuild for the Giants. I'm sorry, Giant fans. It's another rebuild. And look, right now, if the season were to end today, you guys would get the number two pick. After what I saw yesterday, the most exciting play on Thursday night was Daniel Jones tripping over his feet after that run. And you guys still lost. You guys still lost. That's the epitome. That play is the epitome of the New York Giants season so far. You can have all the all the space in the world, and you can have everything right in front of you, and you still blow it. That's the epitome of the New York Football Giants this year. So why not trade away players that are kind of kind of kill you cap wise? So now you clear them off the books. You get more draft picks out of it. I know it's a sixth rounder, so it's probably going to be a special teamers at best. But hey, you get another sixth round pick. Draft picks are like money nowadays. The more, the better. So for Arizona, you get the linebacker to fill in the void for Chandler Jones. The Giants, you get a pick that it's more than more than likely it's another rebuild. And I know what you guys are thinking. Why would they give up Daniel Jones after getting him uh, first round a couple seasons ago? If anything, the team they traded for just proved the point. Uh, Arizona took Josh Rosen a couple years ago with pick number 15. They went 2-14. and 14. The following year, they took Kyler Murray number one, traded Josh Rosen away. I know at the you know hindsight 2020, it was the right decision, but at that time, what do you got to lose? You're not winning with them, so go for something else. And with Joe Judge being his first year, I'm pretty sure he has his own quarterback in mind because every coach does this, and it's nothing new. New coach comes in, they want their guy. I really don't see how Joe Judge and Daniel Jones are just going to make it if they make it. So for the sake of argument, let's just say the Giants, you know, are still terrible by the end of the year. You really think Daniel Jones is going to hold on to this job? Nothing is safe in the NFL anymore. If there's a better prospect out there, what's the difference? What was the difference? For Josh Rosen's case, you went 2-14. Kyler Murray's rookie year. You went 5-11. and 11. You won three more games with the rookie quarterback than you did with Josh Rosen. So, And now it looks really good. I understand you know, they traded for DeAndre Hopkins, and they're trying to make everything right on the defensive side. But they're 4-2. So they're one more win away from matching their whole total last year. And we're not even halfway through the season yet. So all I'm saying is sometimes if it's not working, it's not working. And for the Jets, it's the same way. I understand for Sam Darnold, it's probably not been fair to him that they haven't built around him. They haven't given him true weapons. Le'Veon Bell did not work out. His best receiver was Robbie Anderson. He's now with the Carolina Panthers. He's never had an offensive line. But the problem is when, you get, when you're a quarterback and you're taking in the first round, you need to succeed. That's just the way it is. Look at Joe Burrow. I understand they're only, they're what, one, four, and one? whatever the case may be, 
But there's optimism that Joe Burrow can win right now on his own. It's just, it's a totally different situation. I understand that. But there's the confidence in there that, hey, if Cincinnati doesn't screw this up, they're going to be really good for a long time if they keep hitting on their draft picks. For the Jets, they just kept missing. Coaching staff has been terrible, and it's a rebuild. So should the Jets end up with number one, they're going to take a quarterback. And if the Giants end up with number two, they're going to take a quarterback. It's just if you're not winning with the quarterbacks you have now, why not just take another chance with the quarterback for the future? I mean, Arizona did it. No shame in that. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Another trade that kind of shook the NFL world was between the Vikings and Ravens. Now, this was interesting. It wasn't interesting because, you know, the Vikings are, you know, one of five and they're trying to, you know, salvage whatever they can for their season. It's the player that they traded away. Uh, they traded away Yannick Naguke, the defensive end, who was just traded this offseason from Jacksonville. Now he goes to Minnesota. They're one of five. That experiment is now over. Vikings traded Yannick Naguke. This is the second time he gets traded to Baltimore. For a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 fifth-round pick. Now, initially, when the Vikings sent draft picks to Jacksonville, when they did the trade the first time, when Yannick got traded to the Vikings from Jacksonville, the Vikings sent a 2021 second-round pick and a 2022 fifth-round pick. So they almost get their value back. Almost get it. But now, now it's no question. You know, it's no question now. Um, for Yannick to get traded the second time, the first time in Jacksonville, hey, I kind of get it. It wasn't a me problem. It was a them problem. I get it. You know, Jacksonville was going through a lot of stuff, and hey, I believe it. It shows every week how, what Jacksonville's going through. But your second time around, and especially with the coach like Mike Zimmer, who just puts about who puts up with just about anything, for him to trade you after giving up those picks. In the offseason, this is a you problem now for Yannick Naguke. This is the second time he gets traded in one year. One year. In a span of like two months, he gets traded. Three months almost. So as talented as he is, he's still on a one-year deal. He's going to hit the market next year. If Baltimore does not compete for a Super Bowl this year, he's going to hit the market. With that being said, this is now an eye opener for the rest of the uh, 30 teams, at least, you know, because the Vikings, they're done. They already kicked the tires. That's over. Jacksonville's done. So now it really comes down to the rest of the NFL. Should Yannick do good in Baltimore, which it's going to be very simple for him. That defense in Baltimore is already great. So now they just added another great player to that defense. But should, you know, they not compete for a Super Bowl and Yannick hits the market, it's going to be an eye-opener for him because you got traded with in the same year twice. Is it a you thing? Are you just more concerned about you? Do you want to just look good for yourself so you can, you know, bag in the money later? And, hey, that's not a problem with me. You know, these guys, they're going to get paid because of what the market says they get paid. However... This is kind of a locker room type of deal issue for me. If I was a general manager, as talented as he is, I I couldn't take a defensive end that got traded twice within the same 
uh, league year. There's something wrong there, and I don't know if it's him or if it's just the way he rubs off on people. But for the Vikings, they get some of what their value back, and now it's just a rebuild again. And we don't know the future of Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. We don't know the future in there. For Minnesota, I know they got more draft picks. For the Ravens, they're trying to do everything they can to try to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to do everything they can. And now with Devin Bush from the Steelers, and I know what you're saying. How does this affect – why does this affect the Steelers? Well, the Steelers lost Devin Bush last week. So we don't know how the, the defense is going to respond this week, especially with uh, Derrick Henry. But now the front seven for Baltimore looks amazing. Calais, Yannick. Patrick Queen, who's having an amazing rookie year. Matthew Judon. This defense is great. The front four is amazing, and the secondary is explosive. So we'll see how this goes for the Ravens. It's the same thing for Tampa Bay. Super Bowl or bus. Super Bowl or bus for these guys. So, you know, with the trade deadline coming up in November 3rd, I don't – I expect way more trades to be happening here, especially with a year like this. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's just a weird time right now during the NFL. Like this is going to be, hopefully this is the only time where a pandemic is happening during uh, sports season. So we'll see. But for the Vikings, it's just back to the drawing board. What do you guys do? And for the Ravens, it's Super Bowl or bust now. There's no other way around it. It is Super Bowl or bust for these guys. And the Ravens just look good. And we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Antonio Brown was going to go to Baltimore. To ump their uh, passing attack, they are missing wide receivers, but it is what it is. It looks like they're going to rely on old-school football. Great running game with a great defense, so we'll see what happens there. I can't wait to see uh, the trading deadline, see what other names pop up, and I'm just excited for this weekend's game. There's going to be a lot of close games, um, a lot of good action going on, but if I were to say my game of the week, I'm actually going to go Bears and Rams for that Monday night football. They're both coming in with winning records right now. I just think the Bears right now are just probably going to be a little better. And if I were to give another hot one out there, Steelers-Titans. That's going to be my other 1A if I can have two options. They're both 5-0. and uh, It's either the Steelers defense or Derrick Henry is going to win the battle. That's just what it's going to be. Steelers-Titans, watch out for that one. I... It's going to be the Steelers' defense going up against Derrick Henry. And if Derrick Henry wins this battle, then it's just a matter of time before. It shouldn't even be a conversation that if Derrick Henry goes off on the Steelers' uh, defense, who is number two in stopping the run, and who is number one overall in defense, there's no question. If Derrick Henry goes off, Derrick Henry should be considered the best running back in football. So... That's going to be the two games I'm going to be looking forward to this week. Uh, let me know what you guys think who your uh, your game of the weeks are. I would love to hear opinions and everything to you know get this weekend going. And that's going to do it for me today. As always, you know I want to thank everybody that tuned in every day this week. You know we made it to the first week. I want to thank everybody out there for their support. You know their kind words of you know loving the show. I've you know, I read your messages when I have the chance and I love I love the feedback. And I also love, you know, hearing what you guys think could make the show better. I love it. You know, I, I it makes me, you know, 
it makes me happy knowing that you guys are listening. You guys are actually caring out there, you know, for this show to keep going. So I want to thank you, everybody that's listening. And, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, hey, this podcast, it's all sports, nothing else. No, no BS on the side. It's just all sports, which is something I take very seriously. So as always, I like to end this weekend with a couple of uh, promotions. You know, same ones from the beginning. So again, Eposky, you can find them on Instagram. Your custom, your one stop for custom cups. Eposky Instagram, they shape nationwide. So whether you're if you're in New Mexico, Wyoming, Texas, doesn't matter. They will deliver it to you. If you got a cool idea for a cup, give them a call, give them a message, and see what they can do for you. Uh, next one, Custom Lily Creations, uh, T-shirt designers. So you can find her on Facebook and Instagram. She's very talented. She's already made me a couple shirts. I've already, you know, looking forward to see what my next idea is with her. But give her a look. She's very, she's a very talented lady. And again, she does ship nationwide. So again, doesn't matter where you are. If you got an idea for a t-shirt, message her and she'll help you out. She's very sweet and very talented. And then last, uh, next up, we got the Happy Hippie Massage. That is happy underscore hippie massage. You can find her on Instagram. She is in the Roland Heights area of California. So if you want to know about rates, hours, what she does, send her a message. Send her a message. She'll be more than willing to help. She's a very sweet lady. And just look her up. And lastly, with our new promotion today, it is the Prime Equity Mortgage. You can find their Facebook page under the Andrew Caseda Home Mortgage Groups. They operate wholesales. They work with 50 leading banks to get the client the most comfortable loan for your situation for when you're looking for a house. They do everything. They do all types of loans, VHA, VA, conventional, hard money loans. And they help clients refinance homes. So they're a very talented group. And if you need more, if you want to go straight directly to them, you don't want to do the whole Facebook thing, and you want to just contact somebody, you can email them at capital J Avalos. That's A V A V A L O S at P E M T G dot com. They are out of West Covina, but just send them an email, send them a message on that face, uh, Facebook group, and they'll be happy to answer any questions. Again, I want to thank you guys. For tuning in all week, all the support, all the love I've been getting. And enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday night. And I will see you guys Monday. We'll recap the World Series. We'll recap the NFL day and everything else in between. So have a good weekend, everybody. Be safe and just be kind to each other. Take care.